Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Japan Holic Podcast, the one man podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan anime and games discussed by one certified Japan Holic. I am your host, Taylor Fry. And in today's uh, topic that I want to get into, I talked a little bit about this last week and last week's episode, but I want to touch more about this topic. And the topic that I'm going to be talking about today, if you are, you know, if you clicked on the title or clicked on the uh, episode, depending on the title, probably already know it. But if you didn't, well, today I'm going to be talking about, at least in my opinion, what would make a series, like an anime series or a manga series or a light novel series, just any series in general, uh, a 10 out of 10 series or a hundred out of a hundred or the perfect series. Uh, I'm going to be talking through experience because I do have a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot, but I do have like a few anime series, I hit my desk, sorry, uh, where I given, I've given the score of the series a perfect 10 out of 10 score. And today I will try and go through like a few different ways that I rank my anime series like a 10 out of 10 or something like that. Um, before we get into this episode though, a uh, quick few things to talk about, uh, outside of this topic, the YouTube channel, if you don't already know about the Japan Holic channel over, over on YouTube does have over a thousand, 110 subscribers as of recording this. So if you want to go support the YouTube channel, go ahead and check it out over at the, the Japan Holic channel over on YouTube. Uh, the Twitter page, which is at the Japanholic one is nearing 870 followers. So if you want to go ahead and follow that Twitter page, go ahead and do so at the Japanholic one. Um, what else? Um, the email, if you want to submit any comments, questions, or topics for me to talk about Japanholicpc at gmail.com. And I open up my phone, which had do not disturb on. And the first thing that comes up is a notification. So that's freaking amazing. Good thing to know. I, um, yeah, yep. Good thing Do Not Disturb is a thing on iPhones, except when you have your iPhones turned on or unlocked. I hate it. Okay. Um, I'm sorry my voice is cracking. <laughs> Still sick. Still sick. Seasonal allergies. Um, okay. So, I'm going to be talking through my personal little, uh, experiences. And as well as, um, I'll quickly throw out this disclaimer, not everybody's, like, scoring system is the same. I know a lot of people who give, like, a ton of series, 10 out of 10 series, and I know a lot of people who rarely give 10 out of 10s because, you know, they're either a very nitpicky nit, nit kind of person when it comes to their series, where if just the tiniest of things is out of place, it's immediately not a 10 out of 10. Or I've met people where it's like, it could be like the most garbage fire of a series uh, to many other people, except for that one person. I'll be like, yeah, th you know, that experience was quite amazing. 10 out of 10. Um, to me, I meet somewhere in, in the middle where I don't give a ton of series 10 out of 10s. I give like the very special like series or special like OVAs or movies 10 out of 10s, depending on... Um, many different situations um and i'll go over what i do for scoring uh and this is like i said this is different for everybody else who you know gets into anime um especially if they are a brand new person getting into anime they will usually and they would you know more than likely rank their first like three or their first four series 
I would say no more than their first five animes that they watch a 10 out of 10 or like a very, very high score, like an eight or higher because of the fact that if they are into anime still to this day, they probably have to thank those like first five or first 10 series that they ended up watching. <clears throat> but in my case, it's not, th it's not really like that uh, because uh, and this is going to make me sound really dumb because the my first five anime shows that I have ended up like completing or giving give it a score on just in general uh, were all animes that were airing back in spring 2019 or not like at the time but like by that time I was watching mo a lot of shows from the spring 2019 era uh, uh, one of them was Domestic Girlfriend which was my first one uh, I can't remember what I exactly gave it the first time. I tried to up. I didn't want to update. I think I gave it like a, uh, like a seven, or something like that. I don't remember exactly. I messed up the scoring on my Annie list, so that's why I don't have it, the exact score. Um, uh, in my head, the second anime I ended up watching was Citrus. Um, and that was the, the first, <laughs> the first show where I was like, man. This is a shit show and a half. And I finished it and I gave it like a solid two. Okay. Um, if you want to know the reason as to why, go over to the uh, Bloom into You versus Citrus anime showdown, which I still need to make a second episode on, which I'm waiting because I want to make it Nisekoi versus Kanajo Wakanishimas. But I'm waiting till something gets announced with Kanajo Wakanishimas because I truly believe there's a second season on the way. But. Um, if not, I really don't want to do, um, I really don't want to do 12, a 12 v 12. I want to do a 24 v 24 because that's, you know, this core had 24 episodes of the first season, but anyways, continuing on the third series I ended up watching was, um, actually a pretty old show. It was high school fleets. If I remember, uh, but I completely forgot about that. So you get you get the point that I'm trying to make here. My first, even my first three, I've given like low scores or just like very forgettable series that I've watched. But yeah, here I am right now tell, telling everybody, you know, what makes a good series a good series. Um, so the, this kind of ties in with the first reason, and that is a lot of people usually put some of their like early, their early shows or whatever at the top of the list. Um, because if it's a good show, then they're obviously going to rank it high. Because, Or even if it isn't really a good show, they'll rank it pretty high. Because it's like, you know, what other show can he compare this show up against? You know, you have to, if you're like, if you watch, in my shoes, if you watch Domestic Girlfriend as your first show, it's like, what can I compare this show to in terms of like score or whatever? Really don't have much, do you? I mean, I had... Um, Attack on Titan as well, but that was a series I dropped, and well, like I dropped it after like the first like few episodes because I really, ugh, damn it, voice crack. I really wasn't interested in um in, in, in Attack on Titan. I still ain't, uh, even to this day. I just don't see myself watching Attack on Titan. I'm just not interested in the series. I know a lot of people who uh, are listening to this probably are huge fans of Attack on Titan, but I I'm just not interested in the series. I don't hate it, but. I'm just not interested in it. That's just me. Well, you can kind of get the point that I'm trying to make with this first, uh, this first point. And that is if you start watching anime or if you, you'll, you kind of see this trend, even, even, uh, to many people who are going to get to anime, they'll probably throw out like some 
high eights, some low nines, and some tens, depending on their their um their their series that they're watching. Is it warranted? Yes, depending on the series, actually. Depends on the series that you're actually watching. Okay, so I'm also going to say, like, yes and no to that answer as well. Because it's like, if it's a show like K-On! Or if it's a show, I'm trying to think, uh, like Steins Gate, or hell, even Attack on Titan, or uh, uh, Full Metal Alchemist, which is, that's quite a long show to get into, but you get what I'm, you get what I'm trying to say. If um, the show that they're watching is a relatively good show, like the the average rating of the series is above 7.5 on any list or my anime list, um, then, you know, possibly it's warranted, like, a very high score because, you know, those series are quite good, actually. You know, to really get a good anime series, you really got to go for, like, some of the, like, high 7s in both those websites, okay? If you can muster up something out of that, you'll probably find, like, a good series. Like, a real good series. Even then, like, some shows that are, like, like 6.3 and above, like, somewhere at that level. They may not be the best, but they're obviously, like, good enough. Um, for most part, for the most part. Um, I think, I can't remember exactly what High School Fleets was ranked. It was, like, a 6.4 four or 6.5 for the last time I checked and I swear a lot of people forget about high school fleets and I can understand why but at the same time it's like that show was really freaking entertaining even though I haven't talked about it at all like if <laughs> nobody nobody knows other than like the person listening to this right now that I actually watched high school fleets um early on in my anime watching spree or whatever what 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 is it called anime hood i don't freaking know where i just watched a lot of animes and stuff like that and high school fleets was like one of the first that i did but i like i could you know even i completely forgot i was like oh yeah i watched high school fleets you know it's like there's shows where you forget about them even after watching it even if it's like your first or second uh anime series that you've ever watched some people, even some people are like, man, I can't even remember what was my first series and stuff like that. I know a few people that have done that where I've like talked to them and they say like, oh, I don't know what my first series is or like, I don't remember, you know, what, you know, was my first or my second anime sometimes. Um, I know Alex, who I've had on this podcast before, um, he's told me, I can't remember what series it was, but he's told me that he could remember his I think it's like his first two or something like that. If not all the animes in chronological chronological order of what he's seen. But um I talk about Alex because he's going to be on this podcast here in the next couple weeks. I don't know if it'll be next week, but it'll be in the next coming weeks because I do want I do have two topics I really want to talk about um in the next two weeks. Um one of them will be another anime or excuse me, weeb reviews um with uh, Alex, that's what, uh, that's why he's going to be on here. Me and him have watched the series and we're going to be talking about that series for God knows how long. Uh, and then the next one will be a little bit about, uh, cause I talked about this last week as well with virtual YouTubers. I want to talk about that because that is a huge topic to talk about, especially right now, considering, um, for, for reasons I'll talk about in that episode. I won't talk about them in this episode as much. Um, but continuing on with making 10 out of 10 series, because the thing is, is that you look at my Annie list, okay, um, and look at, like, some of the scores and stuff that I have, 
Um, I will post a link to it in the uh, episode description. However, I don't know. I know you can now click links on Spotify, but I'm not entirely sure if it's going to be like that kind. I don't know if you can or not. That I also don't know if AnyList is going to have it all updated because the issue with using AnyList on the phone and with the computer is that they do not sync up all the time. I know they sometimes do. But they sometimes it sometimes go out of date, so it's not like up to date. So if the um, any list website link or whatever takes you to one that's like a little out of date, um, then you can kind of get the gist of it. You could also look at some of the updates and stuff like that of what I've watched or what I score or the combination of the two uh, over on the Twitter page, which I shouted out earlier in the episode. Uh, because I, whenever I watch shows or whatever, I read chapters, I usually update saying like, oh, I read this and I read this. I watched that. I watched this series. I've updated the score to this. I usually do that all the time. So, uh, you get a, you get a good gist of things if you check out that Annie list link. Um, but if you, but to continue on, if you look over at that list, um, and I'll go over what series I've given a, Nine or above, but I will necessarily talk about the series where I talk about 10 out of 10s, okay? Um, and there are a few series in here that I really want to talk about here. Um, the only series, like, there's two series, like, all in all, like, from the first season all the way to the end or whatever. Uh, everything, everything got a 10 out of 10 in my book. That's a 10 out of 10. There's only two of them in my book, which is quite... in. Describing them as like a complete 180 from each other. The first series I've given a complete 10 out of 10. And this should be no surprise to anybody who knows. <clears throat> excuse me. Who knows me over on Twitter. Or just in general. And that is Eurocamp. I've given that series everything. Heya Camp. And the special OVA. Uh, the special OVA episode with the Onsen. Uh, which I watched that several times. Believe it or not. Hehe. <laughs> um. Uh, and then the other OVAs and the first season, um, 10 out of 10. All of them, 10 out of 10. Um, as of recording this, season 2 has not aired yet. Possibly as you're listening to this, it could be season 2 could be like well done or whatever. But you get what I'm trying to say. Um, yeah, that series is straight up a 10 out of 10. Because of the fact that it's one of the, in my opinion, the one of the best shows in the slow burner genre um and especially this kind of like ties in with another like point that i want to make here later on and that is the experience okay uh that's a big one that i want to talk about here uh after i talk about Eurocamp. but the experience that i had watching Eurocamp was unlike any other series that i've seen uh for the most part I usually watch about, like, a few episodes at a time, depending on, like, the day or whatever, because since I am a busy guy outside of doing podcasts and uh, watching anime, I do YouTube, I look around on Twitter, I watch I watch YouTube, and I go on Twitch and stuff like that just to keep up, up to date with things that are going around in the community, not just in the anime community, but also in the like Beat Saber community or just, you know, in many different communities in general. But I really don't have much time to like sit down and binge a ton of episodes at once anymore, especially with working at a part time job as well. 
that's another reason. Um, but with Eurocamp, that was a little bit different because I was able to, well, I didn't binge everything. Like, the first season in one sitting, I wasn't able to. But I was able to get, like, a good six or seven, possibly eight episodes in. And I didn't get bored of it. I felt comfortable. I felt entertained. And I felt like this series hit different. <laughs> God damn it, Gaunt. When did you get on the podcast? Sorry. But, yeah, this series definitely hit different from, like, any other series that I've watched, okay? I do have a ton of, like, series that are, like, nine, nine and above and stuff like that. But two series that, like, uh, from, like, everything. Everything from that series is a 10 out of 10. I do have some that, like, are, like, maybe a second season or maybe a movie or an OVA or something like that. I'll talk about that here in just a moment here. But, uh, yeah, Eurocamp was one of them. Like, the entire... Uh, collect the entire what's it called discography or no that's music I don't freaking know whatever you want to call it um of Eurocamp everything on Eurocamp uh was a 10 out of 10 in my book um in fact I did an entire episode of it which is probably one of my more popular episodes considering it's the first episode of the Japan Holic well technically drive time discussion time <laughs> but uh yeah I kind of want to remake that episode but I'll probably wait till after the second season just to be on the safe side of things. Um, the second series that I want to talk about here, weirdly enough, because uh, I have wallpaper engine on my computer, weirdly enough, the background on my second monitor is Steins Gate. And I, it's this, that's the other series that I give a 10 out of 10 to everything. Coincidence, I know. But um, yeah, Steins Gate. Oh my God. This goes back to experience like with Eurocamp, except this one is just like all around like this series is widely known for being such a good series and I was one of those kinds of people where it's like okay I'll give it a shot and I, I was in or even though the first like 11 or 12 episodes is like really slow paced I kind of accepted it and I went on and I went on um and I think I said this during the piracy episode uh of the podcast where I watched it on like uh, a pirating website or whatever because it wasn't on VRV it was on Funimation I didn't have Funimation at the time so you know it was quite the unique experience in my book because I was using a different way of watching the series uh, but I loved the hell out of this series I was hooked from the I was hooked all pretty much from the beginning of season one all the way to the end of the movie um, even going as so far as to buying the visual novels and stuff like that on, uh, Steam. And I still plan on finishing them, but I haven't got, it's a pretty long visual novel, not too long of a visual novel, not as long as like other visual novels, but still pretty fucking long. No, no doubt about it. But, um, I watched Steins Gate and I was like, dude, this series is freaking amazing. This is one of my favorite series because of the storytelling um and how like you know the pacing is not the best okay but it also in the way makes it unique because it's not like you know the pacing is the same throughout the 24 episodes of season one and season two as well but it's it changes every so often and it's it, it kind of keeps you on your toes. That's why I kind of say like, you know, watching Steins Gate 
as a new, it's kind of like you could kind of, like I've said this in the Gateway uh, anime episode, where if you could make it through the first 10 episodes and keep your ass interested in it, oh yeah, you're going to have a blast with the rest of the series then. Because it's like, if you can make it through the first 10 episodes, you'll definitely make it through the last, like, 30 or so episodes, combined, or uh, 40 episodes combining season 1 and season 2 and the movie and the OVAs. Um, so those two series were the, like, series where everything I've seen from them are 10 out of 10s or perfect scores. <clears throat> um, but there are like a few others that I've given like a 10 out of 10. Um, for example, the Kodasuba movie, I've given a full on 10 out of 10 because, and this is where I'm going to start entering the next point. And that's, and I talked about this kind of already, but you get what I'm trying to say. Experience. The experience. Okay. It totally helps, completely helps with how you uh, give scores to animes. Because for the most part, many people just sit in like their bedrooms or whatever on either their computer or have the anime playing on their television and, you know, just sit and relax and enjoy it from there. Um, I've done that a ton of times as well. And yeah, while it is amazing to relax in that kind of environment. Going out of your ways to do it something unique to have an experience kinda kinda helps with like making a series of ten out of ten series or something like that. Um I remember watching Made in Abyss uh in a in a virtual like headset like theater or whatever. And I do recommend it if you have like a very comfortable setup for VR, but my setup's not the greatest with VR. Um, mainly because of, like, how tiny my, like, my office area is with VR. I don't have the greatest amount of room to just, like, slap in a chair, like, slap in a reclining chair and turn my head 90 degrees and, you know, relax and watch, um, Made in Abyss in virtual, or just any anime in general, actually, in, uh, a theater like a VR theater. However, I do recommend doing that if you do have the opportunity to set it up. It does, you do have to do a little bit more setup and stuff like that, but if you get big screen beta on Steam and throw yourself, well, I think it even works in VR chat, but I would recommend big screen beta because it, it works a little bit better uh, for like desktops or theaters or like something like that. Um, I even saw somebody doing like a, a watch party of the rising of the shield hero, uh, where, you know, they were in theaters and they had the entire series playing. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I haven't seen that series itself. I only saw like whatever episode was playing. I can't remember the exact episode. I think it was eight or nine. I can't remember, but that experience alone is pretty cool. But when I watched the Kota Sumo movie, I was actually in the theaters when it was released. The and I and the reason why it's a ten out of ten is not because of the movie itself, like just by itself. It's a combination of the movie and the experience I had with going to a movie theater for the first time with uh, my buddy Braxton and Baroni, who um, I've had Brody on this podcast, and Braxton was my old otaku castmate. Um, but talk, but. That was my first experience in a movie theater. The movie alone would probably be like a solid 9 or like uh, a solid 8.5. Uh, 
But with that experience going to the theaters and uh, having two buddies along with me and laughing our asses off as well as the theater as well, because let me tell you, that Konosuba movie was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I, I've watched the Somi Asobase and I've seen a ton of other like comedy shows. Oh, Kodos, that Konosuba movie takes the cake. Okay. The story's really well, like, the story is really well driven, and the animation by JC staff is top notch, like JC staff. You know, um, when it was announced that JC staff was animating this, uh, it kind of like turned some heads. I was like, I don't know about this, dude. I think it was JC staff that animated this, because I know whoever made season one and season two were not creating this movie. Uh, let me quickly check. Yes, that's correct. I thought so. But um, it turned a little bit of heads because like, uh, I don't know. Because season one and season two were pretty good seasons because of the animations. But I don't know how good, like, JC staff, you know, were going to try to, kind of had to try and pull out the stops to make it look like a Studio Dean show. Uh, but with, you know, a dash of JC staff in it. And that's kind of what happened. You can, you know, if you, if you told, if you told somebody who didn't really notice the studio data JC staff difference, that they were made by two different studios, they probably would have told you like, they probably wouldn't know. It was pretty hard to notice, uh, when actually watching the movie. Uh, well not it, like depending on how, you know, nitpicky you are with animations. Um, and studios, it, it kind of is because there is like a little bit of more, it's more like fluid. It's more fluid compared to, uh, studio need, but yeah, Kodasuma movie, uh, got a 10 out of 10 in my book because of the fact that like the experience plus the movie itself was awesome. Okay. Got to, at a spent like, I want to talk about that entire day itself because it was such a weird fucking day. I still remember the day by heart, but man, it was such a weird it was such a weird day that I really want to bring, I think I want to bring Brody on just to talk about it, but I have to, uh, I have to really like find time for that, but I'll probably talk more about that day here sooner rather than later in a future episode. Cause that day was, I remember that day by heart and it'll probably stay in my mind for quite some time, but dude, that was fucking amazing. Another one was, uh, just recently that came it was just a recent thing that came out was the the OVA finale of uh Oresuke which uh I've talked I think I've talked about this series I don't think I've talked about this series actually on this podcast before fuck this is actually my first time talking about this series uh for right now but I watched that just actually a couple nights ago uh oh my fucking god <laughs> it comes back to experience because the series itself is a really good harem with like twisted turns and stuff like that okay definitely not your typical harem show but man that ova was like i don't think i've ever been more excited about a baseball game in my entire fucking life okay so there's that i'll talk more about that with alex because that's what we're going to be talking about for the weep review so there you go It'll be weeb reviews with Orisuki, with Alex in the next few weeks. I don't know when, but like I said before, yeah. And this last one here to talk about this point when it comes to experience is the Kokoro Connect uh, Michi Random series. I had to think of that. I had to think of that name for a second. I don't know why, but this was this year. If you don't know about the the Kokoro Connect, uh, 
the the Michi yeah the Michi Random series was a four was a four episode OVA thing that went along. God damn it, my phone did it again. <laughs> um, that was released, I think, a season or two after the uh the season the season was done, and this pretty much sh- this last four. Let me tell you, okay, I talked about this in the Coconut Connect. Mm. Can my voice not crack, please? Anyway, I talked about this during the uh, Kokodo Connect uh, anime discussions video, which I want to call it Weeb Reviews as well. So, Kokodo Connect Weeb Reviews, where um, the entire series itself is amazing, but the Michi Random series put the cherry on the uh, the cherry on the top of the cake when it comes to making a great series, and those four episodes were the most stressful episodes to ever watch, okay? And, <laughs> oh my god. I'm not going to spoil it, because if you haven't seen Kokoro Connect, please do. That series is freaking awesome, okay? If you want to know more about that series, uh, go check out the anime discussions slash weeb reviews uh, episode of it, because, man, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out on one hell of a series. I'll kind of say this right now it's like buddy girl senpai but oh it's just basically buddy girl senpai i i talk more about it during the the episode itself um so you have two points that i've given off uh yeah two points pretty good points actually the first point um being if you're new to anime you'll probably You'll, if you're like new to anime, the first like five series you watch, for the most part, maybe some of them aren't that good. Maybe you're like, you get a mixed bag, but most of them for the most part will be some of your favorite series because of the fact that's like, wow, if I'm still watching anime to this day, I got to thank these five series or I got to thank this series for getting me into this show. You know, you're most likely your gateway anime is possibly your like, 10 out your biggest 10 out of 10 or like 8 out of 10 9 out of 10 something like that um and then the other point i talked about was experience um you know basically saying like depending on how you watch the show or depending on your situations um even if you just like watch a series on a good night or whatever where you're feeling like in the mood to watch something new and like you're open-minded about this series you'll end up watching that series and then you're like damn that was such a good series you know even if it isn't a 10 out of 10 in everybody else's mind seeing it as a 10 out of 10 in your mind is like oh you all y'all are uncultured (laughs) it's like some unpopular um some unpopular like scores or whatever that I've given okay um it, it it's like uh like the the how heavy are the dumbbells you lift I've given that series a nine out of ten because it's such a hilarious series one of my favorite series you ever watch uh Yuri I've given that a nine out of ten because it was hilarious and the experience I had was quite enjoyable as well. Uh, my, my roommate is a cat. Uh, a lot of people forget about this show, um, which sucks because it's one of the better, like winter 2019 shows to ever come out of anime. Um, at least, you know, for that season made by zero G 
its typical score was like seven point like six, seven point seven. But for me, I gave it like a nine or no, yeah, a nine because oh my god, I just enjoy that series, especially since I am a huge cat person. Okay. So when watching that, I was like, oh, dude, that cat's so adorable, and especially with the unique twist of like, oh, you get to see you get to hear the story from the cat's perspective as well as somebody who's like seen a ton of like slice of life shows that mainly just revolve around the same like three cast characters. Just saying. Um, but I think that'll end it for this episode here. Um, there are some other points and there are some other like ways that series could get like 10 out of 10 or something like that, but I really don't want to talk too much about this one topic. Uh, if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and click the follow button and share this podcast around with your fellow Japanaholics, try to get them to be a fellow Japanaholic as well. Uh, as well, uh, quickly, but quickly again, I'll talk about the YouTube channel. Uh, go subscribe to the Japanholic channel over on YouTube and at the Japanholic one over on Twitter. And if you want to contact me with questions, comments, uh, or topics just in general, uh, JapanholicPC at gmail.com is the email to hit me up on. And I will probably talk about that in a future, talk about the topics or whatever in a future um, podcast episode. But for now, guys, thank you all so much for tuning in to the Japanholic podcast. I will be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now, thank you all so much for tuning in. I've been Taylor Fry, the certified, certified, I'll get it right one of these days. I've been Taylor Fry, the certified Japanholic, signing off. Good night, everybody. Good night.